watching you. Said Amina Loza, Ail Pravda Zali Setsa Nesminu, Enlightenment Radio, Rupo VSO Musvidu, Zed Vami 24 Godini Musiki, Prami Translacy Talmishdasni Peed Devisan Harista Peed Kas Mishdagnoi Podrozi, Tokakom. Check this headline out. 500,000 Russians are evacuating Crimea. I said it. You heard that right. 500,000 Russians are evacuating Crimea at this moment. They're scrambling. They're confused. Blase. I got three stories. I lost one in the restart. I'll find it in a minute. And I have a report from the Time magazine. The lead story in Time magazine, it's like somebody else is writing this story because they're not paying attention to what I've been playing all week for four or five days now. I've been playing news broadcast after news broadcast of the Russians being defeated. And they just yesterday, remember, they took out a major missile defense system out of Crimea, which allowed them to start moving in Crimea, which caused the panic. <laughs> Russia is on the run, and Time Magazine says, oh, no. So I will uh, try to describe to you what Time Magazine is saying, and then I'm going to play some news for you that says just the opposite is what's going on in the field in Ukraine. Zelensky's got to be pulling his hair out. And this new Speaker of the House is not in favor of giving over any. This is going to be a uh, tug-of-war for the next few weeks. I don't think this is going to be any time soon. I don't think they're going to allocate, uh, allocate money by the end of the week which is tomorrow. These guys are slower than a, a turtle race. Try to get anything done in Congress? Anyway, Time Magazine. The invitation to a speech at the National Archives in Washington had gone out to several hundred guests. This was last year, I think. Including, this just came out today, Time Magazine. Congressional leaders and top officials from Biden administration billed as the main event of the visit. That was late last year. Let's go to the current. That afternoon, Zelensky meetings at the White House and the Pentagon delayed him by more than an hour, and when he finally arrived to begin his speech, six 41. He looked distant and agitated. He relied on his wife, First Lady Olena Zelensky, to carry his message of a resilience on the stage beside him, while his own delivery felt stilted as though he wanted to get it over with at that one point was handling out medals. The reason he later said was the exhaustion he felt that night, not from the demands of the leadership during the war, but also the persistent need to convince his allies that with their help, Ukraine can win. Nobody believes in our victory like I do. Nobody, Zelensky told him, and Time Magazine, in an interview after his trip. 
instilling that belief in his allies, he said, takes all your power, your energy. You understand it takes so much everything. Well, it takes it out of you, especially dealing with two-faced politicians. They'll tell Zelensky one thing when they sit in private with him, and then they go in the other room and do something else. It's only getting harder. 20 months into the war, about a fifth of Ukraine's territory remains under Russian occupation. About a fifth. Well, that could be an exaggeration. Tens of thousands of soldiers, civilians have been killed, and Zelensky can feel during his travels that global interest in the war has slackened. So he has the level of international support. The scariest thing is... That part of the world got used to the war in Ukraine, he said. Exhaustion with the war rolls along like a wave. You see it in the United States and Europe, and we see that it is soon as they start to get a little tired, it becomes like a show to them. I can watch this rerun for the 10th time. Well, there is a little video here. Let's see what it says. That's not it. That's Bangladesh. So public support for aid to Ukraine has been on the decline for a month in the U.S. Now, this is where Time magazine may or may not be telling the truth. And Zelensky's visit did nothing to revive it. Some 41% of Americans want Congress to provide more weapons to Kiev, down from 65% in June. When Ukraine began a major counteroffensive, uh, when Ukraine began a major counteroffensive, we know how sluggish it was. We watched it. We reported it. How, according to Reuters' survey taken shortly after Zelensky's apart, the offensive has proceeded at an excruciating pace and with enormous losses, making it even more difficult for Zelensky to convince partners that the victory is around the corner. Well, what have I been reading all week? The counteroffensive is having great success. The Russians are under one, and they're getting... What was it, 1,500 or 15,000 in one day were killed? They lost 100 tanks? Russia's having to uh, threaten their armies that if they don't win this certain battle, they're going to go before a firing squad. I mean, they're getting desperate. And like I said at the beginning of the story, 500,000 Russians are evacuating Crimea. So Time magazine has got a skewed viewpoint and they have what i call an agenda uh, an agenda to block the congress from giving over money and weapons to end this thing they're not going to end it by pulling out if they pull out that will be so so american pulling the rabbit out like they did afghanistan like they did in iraq like they did in all those other countries it's it's frustrating after this visit to washington time followed the president and his team back to kiev hoping to understand how they would react to the signals they had received. The signals that the, he was receiving was that we're not going to give you anything. The insistent calls, especially the insistent calls for Zelensky to fight corruption inside his own government and the fading enthusiasm for war with no end in sight. Well, there is end. It is an end in sight. I didn't see it either till now. I've been reading the news every day, looking at it, watching it. It's being turned around. You know what's turning it around? Weapons and intel from Great Britain and from America. Satellite. They've been hitting targets, key targets that have prevented Russia from responding. They've been absolutely annihilating the enemy, and it's intel that's doing it. On my first day in Kiev, I asked one member of his circle how the president was feeling. The response came without a second hesitation. Angry. I would be angry, too. You're sitting there. All you need is another gun with about six, six bullets in it, and you're done, like a gunfight. 
The usual sparkle, sparkle of his optimism, his, his sense of humor, his tendency to liven up a meeting in the war room with a bit of banter or body joke, none of that has survived into the second year all-out war. Now he walks in and gets the updates, gives the orders, and walks out. Says, one longtime member of his team, another tells me that most of Zelensky feels betrayed by his Western allies. Oh, what? Are you kidding me? The Western allies betrayed our own president, President Trump. They're trying to put him in prison. So what do you expect from these Western idiots? They don't want to win. They want some other new world order. They're looking for a new world order. That's what they're looking for, and Ukraine isn't part of it. Close it. But his convictions haven't changed, despite the recent setbacks on the battlefield. And they weren't setbacks, what I've been reading. He does not... <laughs> Time magazine magnified the setbacks. These were months ago. On the contrary, his belief in the Ukraine's ultimate victory over Russia has hardened into a form that worries some of his advisors. It is immovable, verging on the messianic. Listen to what they, how the hell they talk to him now. He deludes himself. The one who deludes himself is Putin, Dr. Evil and many me. He's the one who's under a delusion. One of the closest aides tells me in frustration, we're out of options, we're not winning, but try telling them that. I'm going to read more from Time Magazine as we go along. I'm going to catch up with some news here that I had. Try to find the one report. So I don't know what order they'll be in. I had him in order that would have made sense. Let's try this one. Uh, and you'll hear the total opposite of what Time Magazine propaganda. I don't know who got a hold of them over there at Time Magazine, but they have an agenda. It's obvious. At the release of Time Magazine, Zelensky was Time's man of the year on the cover last year. But now they're treating him like he's delusional. He's messianic. These reporters are so turncoats, bunch of liberals. Welcome to the journalist. Crimea is a double-edged sword. Russia does not want to lose it, and Ukraine wants to take back its legal territory. Ukraine and they're doing it. That everything starts and ends with Crimea, and announced that it will continue its offensive to reclaim its territory until the end. This is exactly where the breaking point of the war will begin. Ukraine and Russia are preparing for the big spring offensive, the Ukrainian forces are targeting Crimea and the Russian army feels it down to the lowest units. Ukraine's offensive in Crimea has seen the mass flight or evacuation of Russian citizens from Crimea. This is why we see the Listen Russian army strengthening the defenses in Crimea and evacuating officers' relatives and important civilians to Russia. We have repeatedly witnessed Russian citizens in Crimea fleeing the island in masses as the Ukrainian armed forces' attacks on the peninsula have increased. Now, when the Russian army is preparing for a massive military defense of the peninsula, and Ukrainian forces are attacking Russian military positions in Crimea at least once a week, the flight of Russian citizens from the peninsula is accelerating. Both countries have stated that there is no end to this war on the table, pointing out that the second year of the Ukraine-Russia war will be even more critical. Accordingly, Crimea, which has been the main source of conflict and war for years, is being evacuated due to the threat of the Ukrainian army advancing on the peninsula. Regular attacks on Russian military infrastructure in Crimea, attacks on the Kerch Strait Bridge, attacks on Russian ships and port infrastructure, show that Ukraine is serious about achieving this goal. To achieve this goal, Kiev is already launching daily attacks on Russian military assets on the peninsula. 
Today, for example, there were explosions in Yevpatoria and Chornomorska, and gunfire in the village of Zauzerna. Local residents said they heard sounds similar to drones in the sky. According to the Crimean Wind Telegram channel, despite the work of the Russian air defense, drones continued to fly over Yevpatoria. UAV sounds were also heard in the village of Chornomorska. Russian air defense was trying to target them. Later, another unknown drone was detected over the village of Suvorovska near Yevpatoria. The Russian Defense Ministry traditionally blamed Ukraine for the drone attack and claimed that the air defense forces destroyed 36 targets over Crimea. Although the Defense Ministry claimed to have destroyed the drones, local residents were forced to hide in the basements of their homes with their children out of fear. This proved how tragic the situation was. Yesterday, satellite imagery showed that a fire broke out near the Russian airbase Gvardiyska. Military analysts said that judging by the fire maps, the Russian occupier's military facility was intensively burning. Earlier, followers of the Telegram channel in Nizhnyohersky region reported explosions in the direction of Simferopol. The peninsula is apparently being rocked by attacks, which are pushing the Kremlin into a corner and accelerating the flight of Russians from the peninsula. Families and relatives of Russian forces stationed on the peninsula have been preparing to flee Crimea for a long time. The evacuation of residents of the peninsula, families of soldiers and pro-Russian officials who are preparing to flee by selling their immovable property and real estate has begun. This is sparking a social outrage in Crimea. However, investigating the real reason for these evictions will lead us to a much more accurate point. Let us examine this issue with official statements. The general staff of the armed forces of Ukraine reported this week that the families of Russian occupiers were taken from Perevalna in Crimea to Russia. The report of the general staff says, once again, the evacuation of certain categories of citizens from the temporarily occupied Crimea is taking place. We see that Russian officers and their relatives in Crimea are evacuated by air, land and sea and the current evacuation routes are being drawn. There are several ways to escape from Crimea, by train over the Kerch Bridge or by car to the Krasnodar region of Russia. There are also ferries from the public transportation piers in Crimea and ferries across the Sea of Azov to Russia. Several hundred thousand of the 2.5 million inhabitants of the island have already fled. According to the Ukrainian government, more than 70,000 people fled Crimea to other parts of Ukraine after the annexation. However, Crimean NGOs estimate that the number of refugees could be twice as high as not everyone is officially registered with the government. The main intelligence directorate of the Ukrainian Defense Ministry is urging Russians to leave Crimea while they still have the option. Tamila Tasheva, the representative of the President of Ukraine in the Autonomous Republic of Crimea, says that between five and 800,000 Russians are currently living in Crimea illegally. Tasheva noted that Russians illegally residing on the temporarily occupied peninsula will be deported individually, not collectively. On the other hand, according to the National Center of Resistance, the Russian occupiers failed in their mobilization plan in the temporarily occupied Crimean Peninsula. Crimean residents are fleeing the peninsula, fleeing mobilization, the military commissars have already informed the elite that the plan to force the local population to join the occupying forces will not be realized. 
in Moscow. Can you imagine that? With this. They are planning to change the leadership. Hold it. They wanted the local tourists to join the army. That's how desperate they are to defend Crimea, the Russians. They were going to recruit the tourists. <laughs> this, is, this is a hoot. Military commissariats to Russian tourists and clean up the ranks as they suspect sabotage by local workers. On the other hand, there has been a noticeable drop in the number of Russian tourists, especially on the peninsula. While there were reportedly 50,000 tourists in Crimea, more than half of this number left the peninsula due to the increased attack. Holidaymakers fleeing Crimea caused traffic jams and long queues of vehicles formed between Crimea and Kherson. At the same time, the attacks have dealt a major blow to tourism in Crimea. No one wants to come to the peninsula, which welcomed more than 9 million tourists in 2021, and tourists are openly expressing this. However, local authorities appointed by Russia are encouraging visitors to come despite the attacks to revive tourism. Tour operators and hotels are also offering heavily discounted trips and free perks to attract more tourists. But we are seeing that this is not working. In addition to tourists, the occupation authorities on the peninsula are fleeing Crimea and urgently relocating their families to Russian territory. According to the National Center of Resistance, an order has been issued to list the population to be forcibly evacuated deeper into the peninsula or to the territory of the Russian Federation. In particular, according to the Crimean underground resistance movement, preparations have already been made in the city of Armyansk. First of all, representatives of the occupation authorities and their families will be evacuated, as well as equipment and documents, the National Resistance Center reported. At the same time, the Russians are demanding lists of materials and cultural property that they plan to steal and take to Russia. It seems that the liberation of Crimea remains an important goal for Ukraine, which will require both military and diplomatic steps to achieve it. Unable to retake Crimea outright, Ukraine appears to have adopted a strategy of small cuts that gradually undermine Russia's air defense and naval capabilities, as well as the supply capability of the peninsula and the southern battlefield. The strategy is similar to the one Ukraine used on the right bank of the Dnieper River in Kherson Oblast in the summer and fall of 2022. The offensive campaign began as early as April 13, 2022, with the sinking of the Black Sea Fleet flagship Moskva vital to the peninsula's air defense by two Ukrainian Neptune missiles. The offensive campaign intensified in the late summer of 2023, allowing Ukraine to drive most of the Russian Black Sea fleet to the northeastern part of the sea. This success allowed Ukraine and the three coastal NATO members to open a new maritime transportation corridor through their territorial waters outside the reach of the Russian Black Sea fleet. Between the 16th of September 2023 and its launch on the 22nd of October 2023, at least 42 ships arrived at the three ports in Ukraine's Odessa Oblast and at least 23 departed, carrying 0.85 million tons of cargo. The issue of both military and civilian victims in the military scenario is alarming. On the eve of the 2023 Crimean Platform Summit, President Zelensky expressed Ukraine's desire to limit the number of victims among Ukrainian servicemen. While using military means, Ukraine is not abandoning its diplomatic efforts. It remains to be seen whether Russia's counter-mechanisms will yield results. Thank you for watching. You are in tune to Enlightenment Radio. 
home of the ultimate knowledge of body, soul, and spirit, and unlimited music 24-7. Be sure and visit our website at enlightenment-radio.com. There you can journey through the mystical voyage and also view our schedule of programming. Thank you for listening. propaganda piece that was posted uh, came out today, uh, November 1st actually, of this propaganda piece. I don't know who's behind it, but we're going to find out. Zelensky remains dead set against even a temporary truce. You know, I wouldn't sit down at the table until they gave every piece of property back that they took. Then we'll start talks. That's what I'd say. For us, it would mean, mean leaving this wound open for future generations, the president tells me. Maybe it will be calm, some people down inside our country and outside, at least those who want to wrap things up at any price. But for me, this is a problem because we left. We are left with this explosive force. We only delay its detonation. For now, he is intent on winning the war on Ukraine term, Ukrainian terms, and he is shifting tactics to achieve that. Aware that the flow of Western arms could dry up over time, the Ukrainians have ramped up production of drones and missiles which they have used to attack Russian supply routes very successfully, I might add. Command centers, ammunition depots far behind enemy lines. The Russians have responded with more bombing raids against civilians. Well, you know what they're doing? They're just bombing your buildings and your homes. They're not taking out anything strategic. More missile strikes against the infrastructure that Ukraine will need for heat homes and keep the lights on throughout the winter. Dr. Evil Amenemy, he is the worst terrorist in the world. You can forget Hamas. They'll be gone. Every, every generation, Israel has an enemy. It's a different name. Same, same force, same devils, same, same, just a different name. Who was that guy a long time ago, Yasser Arafat? You know, who, what was he? Same, same thing. You couldn't trust him. He never wanted peace. They offered him the whole enchilada, and he, did, he didn't take it. He wanted war. So does Russia. I mean, why can't they define Vladimir Putin as the world's leading terrorist? They won't do it. Crimea is a two-edged sword. 
Russia is determined not to lose it, while Ukraine is determined to reclaim its lawful borders. Ukraine stated that everything begins and finishes with Crimea and that it will continue its offensive to regain its land until the end. This is where the war will reach its breaking point. Ukraine and Russia are getting ready for the big spring attack. Ukraine's forces are targeting Crimea, and the Russian army believes that Ukraine's offensive in Crimea has resulted in widespread flight or evacuation of Russian citizens from Crimea. As a result, the Russian military is fortifying its positions in Crimea and transporting officers, family, and significant people to Russia. We have regularly watched Russian citizens in Crimea flee the island in masses as the Ukrainian armed forces attacks on the peninsula have worsened. The flight of Russian citizens from the peninsula is accelerating now as the Russian army prepares for a large military defense of the peninsula and Ukrainian forces attack Russian military installations in Crimea at least once a week. Both sides have claimed that there is no end in sight to this war, claiming that the second year of the Ukraine-Russia conflict will be even more vital. As a result of the prospect of the Ukrainian army encroaching on the peninsula, Crimea, which has been a source of tension and bloodshed for years, is being evacuated. Regular strikes on Russian military facilities in Crimea, as well as attacks on the Kurd Strait Bridge and Russian ships and port infrastructure, demonstrate Ukraine's commitment to attaining this goal. To that end, Kiev has already launched daily attacks on Russian military assets on the peninsula. There were explosions in Yevpatoria and Trano Mosca, for example, and gunfire in the settlement of Sazarna. According to the Crimean Wind Telegram channel, locals reported hearing sounds similar to drones in the sky. Despite Russian air defense efforts, drones continue to fly above Yepatoria. Sounds of UAVs were also heard at Konomoska. Russian air defenses were attempting to hit them. Later, another unidentified drone was spotted over Swarovska, near Yevpatoria. The Russian Defense Ministry has long accused Ukraine of the drone attack, claiming that Russian air defense forces destroyed 36 targets over Crimea. Despite the Defense Ministry's assurance that the drones had been destroyed, local residents were forced to hide in their basements with their children out of terror. This demonstrated how sad the situation was the day before. A fire broke out near the Russian air base Kvartiuska, according to satellite footage. According to military specialists, the Russian occupier's military installation was actively burning, based on fire maps. Previously, users of the Nizhnyohurska region telegram channel reported explosions in the direction of Sinferopol. The peninsula appears to be being robbed by attacks that are forcing the Kremlin into a corner and hastening the Russians' departure from the peninsula. For a long time, families and relatives of Russian military personnel stationed on the peninsula have been preparing to escape Crimea. The evacuation of peninsula residents, troops' families, and pro-Russian authorities who are planning to evacuate by selling their immovable property and real estate has begun. This is causing a social uprising in Crimea. Investigating the true cause of these evictions, on the other hand, will bring us to a much more accurate conclusion. Let us look at this topic through the lens of official declarations. The General Staff of Ukraine's Armed Forces announced this week that Russian occupiers' families were removed from Paravalna in Crimea to Russia. 
According to the general report, specific categories of residents are once again being evacuated from the temporarily occupied Crimea. We notice that Russian officers and their families are being evacuated from Crimea by air, land, and sea, and the current evacuation routes are being sketched. There are various ways to leave Crimea, including by rail across the Kerch Bridge or by car through Russia's Krasnodar area. There are also ferries from Crimean public transportation piers to Russia, as well as ferries across the Sea of Ossov. According to the Ukrainian authorities, 100,000 of the island's 2.5 million residents have already gone. Following the takeover, about 70,000 people fled to other parts of Ukraine. However, Crimean non-governmental organizations think that the number of refugees may be twice as high because not everyone is formally registered with the government. The Ukrainian Defense Ministry's main intelligence directorate is pushing Russians to evacuate Crimea while they still have the choice. According to Tamla Toshiva, the president of Ukraine's envoy in the Autonomous Republic of Crimea, between 5 and 800,000 Russians are currently living in Crimea illegally. Toshiva stated that Russians living illegally on the temporarily seized peninsula will be removed individually rather than collectively. The Russian occupiers, on the other hand, failed in their mobilization plan in the temporarily occupied Crimean Peninsula, according to the National Center of Resistance. Crimean citizens are fleeing the peninsula in order to avoid mobilization. Military commissars have already told the ruling class that the plan to force the local population to join the occupying army will not be carried out in Moscow. In accordance with this, they intend to appoint Russian tourists to the military commissariat's leadership and clean up the ranks since they suspect sabotage by local personnel. On the other hand, the number of Russian tourists has decreased substantially, particularly on the peninsula. While there were approximately 50,000 tourists in Crimea, more than half of them left owing to the intensified violence. Tourists fleeing Crimea caused traffic congestion and huge lines of vehicles between Crimea and Kherson. At the same time, the attacks have severely harmed Crimean tourism. No one wants to visit the peninsula, which attracted over 9 million tourists in 2021, and tourists are openly voicing their dissatisfaction. Local authorities designated by Russia, on the other hand, are encouraging guests to come despite the attacks in order to revitalize tourism. To entice more tourists, tour operators and hotels are now offering substantially discounted tours and complimentary amenities, but this is not working. According to the National Center of Resistance, an order has been issued to list the population to be forcibly evacuated deeper into the peninsula or to the territory of the Russian Federation in particular, in addition to tourists fleeing Crimea and urgently relocating their families to Russian territory. Preparations have already begun in the city of Armiansk, according to the Crimean Underground Resistance Movement. First and foremost, representatives of the occupying authority and their families, as well as equipment and papers, will be evacuated, according to the National Resistance Center. Simultaneously, the Russians are requesting lists of materials and cultural property that they want to steal and bring to Russia. The recovery of Crimea appears to be a significant aim for Ukraine, which will necessitate both military and political efforts. In its inability to reclaim Crimea completely, 
Ukraine appears to have adopted a strategy of incremental cuts that progressively erode Russia's air defense and naval capabilities, as well as the peninsula's and southern battlefield supply capabilities. Okay, I'm going to cut her short. She's sort of repeating a lot of what the other story was. And it sounds like Crimea is going to be a big story in a big battle area. I would, too. If real estate property, if they're leaving their stuff behind, and that she said the real estate is going on the market, I'm sending my broker over there. Give me a cheap piece of property. I won't live there. What the heck? It's beautiful. I've seen pictures lately. I don't know what it looks like in the interior, how much they've destroyed. But anyway... I'm going to read a little bit more from Time Magazine. So you can see the difference in the story from Time and in what's really going on. Zelensky describes it as a war of wills, and he fears that if Russians are not stopped in Ukraine, the fighting will spread beyond the borders. I've long lived with this fear, he says. A third world war would could start in Ukraine, continue in Israel, and move on from there to Asia and then explode somewhere else. That was his message in Washington. Help Ukraine stop the war before it spreads and before it's too late. He worries his audience has stopped paying attention. Well, that goes on and on. That's what our Congress will be debating this week, whether to uh, believe Time magazine. These guys are out of the... They don't watch anything. They don't, they're ill-informed. They, they're just informed by, what do they call their little assistants that run around with them trying to be important in Washington. Washington is in a bubble, a bigger bubble, inside the race to arm Ukraine before it's counteroffensive. Well, you can go on your site, ukrainetoheartofhope.com, and read this Time Magazine article. Hopefully, when you click on the Ukraine language, it will read in the Ukraine language. I think it will. But these stories that I've been posting today and this this week are all up there. UkraineTheHeartOfHope.com. I have another story. It's uh, 41 minutes till. It's, it's I don't care how long we go. Let me break with a song and a, a dance. I'll do a dance. <laughs> song and a dance. Where is that song I played yesterday? I liked me out. I'll get there or not. Anyway, let's continue with this uh, news and then we'll get to some music. I, if there's any time. This is a long story, too. But this is the good one. This one shows you how uh, Putin is uh, pulling his hair out, what's left of it. Welcome to The Journalist. Ukrainian armed forces destroy the air defense system in Crimea, hold the Kherson bridgehead, and fend off the Russian advance in Donetsk. On the battlefield, Ukraine continues its slow advance on the robotina Verbova salient of Zaporizhia Oblast, while establishing a bridgehead across the Dnieper River in occupied Kherson Oblast. Published geolocation imagery shows Ukrainian forces moving southwest towards an area west of Robotina. The Ukrainian Marines say they have established a bridgehead across the Dnieper River in the town of Kriniki in the occupied Kherson Oblast. A Ukrainian mill blogger, who says he is a combat medic in the 35th Marine Brigade, reported that Ukraine is using drones to resupply its forces in Dnipro. In addition, Ukrainian defense forces continue Barbara. to conduct offensive operations in the direction of Melitopol, inflicting manpower and equipment losses on the occupying forces and exhausting the enemy along the entire front line. Meanwhile, 
Ukrainian armed forces are fighting a major Russian offensive in Avdivka in Donetsk Oblast. Russia is conducting an intensive offensive to encircle Ukrainian troops in Avdivka. The offensive actions of Russian troops in the settlements of Nova Kalinova, Avdivka, Opetna, and Pervomaiska in the Donetsk region have failed. Here, Ukraine you hear that? They failed. More than 10 enemy attacks. Time magazine acts like they're winning. ...on the front lines and continue to suffer new casualties. Today, Ukraine's Asgard Special Forces captured a large convoy of Russian armored vehicles and T-72 tanks, a number of Russian weapons, including multiple rocket launchers and various air defense systems. Described as an elite drone team, the Asgard group is among a number of Ukrainian units that have utilized a variety of drones to gain the upper hand in the 20-month war. Elite Asgardians discovered a Russian convoy moving from Bakhmut Horlivka Istakamp to attack Ukrainian positions in Avdivka. The Russian convoy approached Avdivka by crossing the Krivy Toritz River over the bridge at Verknohotoritska. This route was one of the shortest routes to Avdivka. The Ukrainian elite troops knew all the Russian attack patterns. This gave the Asgard forces a great advantage. They felt safe because the Russian convoy was not yet in Ukrainian artillery range. This was a great opportunity for the Asgardians and Asgard elite troops took advantage of it and destroyed the Russian convoy with a tactical ambush. As is well known, drones are widely used by the Ukrainian armed forces in many frontline missions, including kamikaze attacks, as well as locating and targeting Russian assets. Today, Colonel General Oleksandr Sirsky, who commands the Ukrainian ground forces, said that the Asgard group destroyed a Russian armored convoy. Sirsky said that Ukrainian Asgard fighters also targeted and destroyed one of Russia's two S-9 Nona self-propelled mortar systems, BM-21 Grad multiple rocket launcher, MSDAB towed howitzer, and two Russian air defense systems. On the other hand, Russian invaders tried to enter the positions of the 5th Separate Assault Brigade soldiers near the village of Klishchivka in Donetsk region. The Russians launched an attack on the Ukrainian positions with a group of armored vehicles, but thanks to the coordinated actions of the fighters of the armed forces of Ukraine, the enemy's armored group was destroyed. As the soldiers noted, behind every destroyed enemy equipment is the painstaking work of professional gunners, UAV operators, and artillerymen who risk their lives every day to bring the victory closer. Also today, Alpha Group soldiers used an FPV drone to destroy the Russian TOS-1A Solinsepio heavy flamethrower system in the Avdivka sector. As a result of the UAV's warhead hitting the rocket launcher tubes, the ammunition caught fire and the fire turned into an explosion. The heavy flamethrower system was hit on the left flank of the Avdivka salient between Krasnohorivka and Verkhnyotoretska, just five kilometers to the north from the front line. The area of destruction of the Russian artillery system was geographically located in the Novoselivka Druha area. The loss of the artillery system was due to its close proximity to the front line due to its short firing range. In an update posted on social media, the Ukrainian general staff reported that Russia had lost eight tanks in the last 24 hours. According to Kiev military data, Russia has lost a total of 5,175 tanks since February 2022. Did you hear that? 
So this elite group wiped out a convoy. They ambushed him. They didn't know they were, they just thought they were cruising right in. They ambushed him and got every tank. 5,000 tanks they've gotten since February. Did you hear Time Magazine report that? I don't think so. And this was a strategic point here. A flamethrower caught one of their major rocket launchers on fire and blew it up. The ammunition. Time Magazine report that? No. It is unclear whether Ukraine included the T-72 in Sierski's update. According to the Dutch open source intelligence agency Oryx, between 24th of February 2022 and the beginning of October 2023, Russia lost 2,437 confirmed tanks. More than half of this number are variants of the T-72. The outlet on the record's losses confirmed as destroyed by video footage or photographs. Having failed to achieve success on the front line, Russian forces continue their daily bombardment of Ukrainian cities, towns and settlements. Such daily attacks cause widespread damage to private and public property and critical infrastructure, as well as injuries and casualties to the Ukrainian population. Kherson Oblast in southern Ukraine was the hardest hit by Russian shelling for two days. Head of the Kherson City Military Administration, Roman Rochko, reported today that Russia shelled Kherson city center from the east bank of the Dnipro River. A local woman was injured in the attack, and more than a dozen detached houses in Kherson's Korobalny district were damaged. Yuri Sobolevsky, first deputy chairman of the regional council, told the national campaign that the attack occurred around 7 in the morning. The Ukrainian southern defense forces reported that Russian troops carried out two missile strikes. Later in the day, Russia continued its armed attacks on the Korobalny district of Kherson, and at around 16.30, a civilian was injured in one of the Russian attacks, officials said. Russian troops shelled the village of Ivanivka, wounding two civilians, a man and a woman, who were taken to a medical facility. According to the Oblast administration, at least one civilian was killed and 11 others injured in Russian fire attacks in Kherson Oblast the previous day. Russian troops shelled Zelenivka in Kherson Oblast, killing one civilian. On that day, Russian forces carried out 90 fire attacks, firing 516 rounds of ammunition from mortars, artillery, grad rocket launchers, tanks, drones and aircraft. Kherson city was hit 20 times in one day. Meanwhile, there is an active war zone east of Kharkiv Oblast in northeast Ukraine. Russians are also carrying out cross-border attacks from Russia targeting Kharkiv border communities in the north of the region. Oles Sinia Hubov, head of the Kharkiv Oblast military administration, reported that a local woman was wounded in Russian shelling of the region. Other Russian shelling attacks took place around Kupiansk. According to the Ukrainian Air Force, Russian troops launched four Iskander K ground-launched cruise missiles from occupied Crimea, targeting Dnipropetrovsk Oblast. The head of the Dnipropetrovsk Oblast Council Mykola Lukashuk said that the Ukrainian air defense forces destroyed three of the Iskandars, while the fourth exploded in the air over the Krivi Rikh region. Sumy Oblast in northeastern Ukraine was liberated in the early months of Russia's large-scale invasion in 2022. However, Russians continued to open fire along the border, targeting the region's northern communities. The military administration of Sumy Oblast reported that Russian forces carried out firing attacks on three border communities in the region, with 17 explosions recorded during the attacks. 
the authorities did not report any damage or casualties. In sum, the Russian Federation's aggressive behavior continues to negatively affect civilian life in Ukraine. We expect the Russian military's missile salvos targeting civilian settlements to increase in the coming weeks. The approaching winter season, worsening weather and frontline conditions, and wet and muddy ground will be the main factors for the Russian troops to turn the axis of attack towards residential areas. Despite these odds, President Volodymyr Zelensky remains confident that Ukraine will be able to achieve victory in the war against the Russian invaders. Thank you for watching us. Well, you can read the Time magazine article on the Ukraine, theheartofhope.com. You just hit the Ukrainian tag and it will turn under news, under news. Now click news and you'll see that Time magazine article and other articles in your Ukrainian language. Just click Ukrainian. It will convert it to your language. I think that's pretty cool. So you can see that there are people. There was another reporting. I, I, if, if it would have been more audio than visual, she was doing a great job of showing how much magazine covers were lies, propaganda put out by the Russians. That, that these were not even magazines published. They were just covers to make you think. Uh, I should play that maybe next week, look at it. It was a pretty good article under under what propaganda does to people's minds. Yeah. Well, I think uh, you got reasons to be looking up. If I were you, every all eyes are on our Congress right now and what we do with our money and what did it say? Western civilization. Western has a tendency to. Uh, I don't know. You can read the article. Has a tendency to. I think the people are afraid, and I think they really are. I think they're afraid if we start giving them more money and more ammo, he's going to start using atomic weapons. If he shot off an atomic weapon, it'd go up and come right back down on top of them. They are so old and decrepit. <laughs> anyway. Is there something there for me?
Well, you've been in tune to Enlightenment Radio. I better stop it right there. And uh, see you same time, same time tomorrow. No, Friday we're off. My bad. Friday we're off. We'll be back. Monday. Now listen, there could have been a chance that a lot of these news stories were not being broadcast live. So if they weren't, I'm going to repeat this show at uh, 5, 6, 7 o'clock your time. You got it? I'm going to repeat this show 7 o'clock your time. We're going to find out if this uh, went over live, these stories. This is too much and too important to uh, not get over, but we'll find out. God bless you, and we will see you either at 7 o'clock <laughs> or 5 o'clock. next Monday. It's cold here. It's colder than where you are. We woke up to 37 degrees. You are currently 50, 57 with not much not much problem ahead of you. And this has been Mystic Guide, your host on Enlightenment Radio. You can find us on uh, Apple apps, Android apps, and your go to your website, ukrainetheheartofhope.com. There's a lot of stories on there that we did do today, and it's in your language. God bless you. Good day.